finish this, and uh, we're basically ready to actually do the show. So welcome, everybody. Episode 43, I believe, of Sex Wars. Still going strong. Still haven't quit the show yet. 43 episodes in. And uh, we have a special guest here today, somebody who... From the conception of the show was one of my like must haves. Yeah, one of my one of my gets on the top of my list, Mr. Roosh V. How are you doing, sir? Pretty good, pretty good. Thank you for having me on to see old friends and new friends. Yeah, thanks for being here. Uh so speaking of old friends, I want to get to that, but Real quick first, uh, I like to do updates at the start of the show if we have something from a past episode that I feel like is worth doing an update. And we did a show called The Internet is Forever where we talked about this woman who got this like really high paying job at this crypto company doing like managing people's portfolios or whatever it was. She was a Forbes 30 under 30. And then it came out that she had done a porn video when she was young. And when people found out, they complained to the company, you know, I don't want this person managing my money. She lost her job. So it was kind of a cautionary tale. But also there were a lot of allegations about the company being coercive and whatnot. I think there was like lawsuits that were alleging that this company would fly the girls in for free, then basically hold them hostage and ply them with like drugs and alcohol until they got what they wanted. So the update is that earlier this week, a few days ago, uh, somebody from that company, one of the actors and people who was involved in recruiting was trafficked to 20 years in prison. So I just wanted to let you guys know. So about real quick, that. is this related to the crypto company or is this separate? No, is this, this the is same? so. This is the porn it's company. The same company. It's it's the porn company, right? It's okay. not the crypto. So so. This, okay, that was a separate story. Yeah. This well, no, the story is the girl had done porn with this porn company. They're called Girls ah, Do Porn. Okay. Then later, okay. she became very successful businesswoman. At a young age, but when it came out that she had done this, but she she may have been coerced like many of these other girls. So it's it's kind of a sad, tragic story. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that, Roosh? Uh, oh, yeah, Roosh. What are your thoughts? She, I think she wanted to go go first. <clears throat> yeah, go ahead, Annika. I, I mean, you know my uh, you know my opinion is don't have sex with strangers. Don't. I mean, don't. <laughs> Don't do drugs and alcohol and so, don't. So you don't feel too sorry for them. these girls is, is what I'm um, getting? Oh, no, they're, they're definitely <laughs> being taken advantage of. They're, they're, they're a victim, but not There's accountability in the traditional too. sense. Yeah. Yes, there, there is accountability for your actions. People make mistakes. All of us make mistakes. Some are, have worse consequences than others. And this is a horrible mistake. That doesn't mean that the company is off the hook. And I believe that porn should be illegal totally. I mean, there is no there is no other better way to corrupt the minds of both men and women and like the, with this girl to physically corrupt them too. And it's telling that you need a identification to see a rated R movie, to go to the movie theater. You need an ID. But to look at the most uh, dis- disgusting pornography on the internet you can be a nine-year-old child with a smartphone i don't think that's an accident and that should be fixed yeah absolutely i mean the 
we we should start with the age verification because getting porn banned is going to be a, a uphill battle. But the fact that we just let children have this simple access is like I think one of the greatest evils of our society. We we say that basically every episode because it's I don't know. Well, I mean, LP, you know more my history. I I'm like a I'm an old school liberal. Um, which I guess nowadays is considered more conservative. But I remember back during, um, you know, all the different, like the 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 rights, the LGBTQ rights, um, like back before gay marriage or the Marriage Equality Act, the concern that, that conservatives had was children. And that was their big, that was kind of their big like anti, it was like, but what about the children? And I remember the left saying, oh, we don't want, to touch children and like now they're not protecting the children. So, I mean, it's kind of, I know you can say it's a different generation, but it's the same machine. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure the the people that were fighting in the nineties aren't the same people that are fighting today, but it they're not protecting children. They have zero interest in protecting children. They have more interest in protecting, uh, you know, Pedophiles. I, and it's just shocking to me because when you say, when you say this to people, when you say that there should be better protections in place, a lot of people will say like, "Well, that's the parents' job," and and like, or they'll they'll talk about their privacy. Like, I I don't want the government to know what I'm wanking off to, and it's like so that. These are the reasons why you want these because we have the statistics on how like the children being exposed to this. It's not a hypothetical. It's happening all the time. So for you to make excuses for that, just like anybody who does that, it just really disgusts me. And is it worth talking about who are the main producers, producers of pornography in the United States? Uh, <laughs> No, maybe, maybe I mean, on do you want to keep your YouTube channel? Yeah, we, we kind of want to keep our YouTube channel if yeah. possible, but people can maybe just infer from from that without yeah. uh, having to go you know, any further. You know, it's a risk to have someone on who was banned from YouTube. It is, it is. I know, uh, JF, I, you were on I his show a couple of times, and he won't have guests on his show anymore. He's, like, taken, like, a hard stance against, against having that risk at all. But... Um, I wanted to. I have. I have some stories. I want to talk about your book and some other things. I have. I have a lot of a lot of ground to cover today. Uh, but first, let's maybe address the elephant in the room, which is that you and Annika had a uh, a history. You guys were on like what I personally consider the greatest episode of Worski Live, which was like a golden era of YouTube, the internet blood sports era. And that episode was a creme to the creme. You guys kind of went at each other. And Roosh, you've been on a total, like a total arc since then, uh, converting to Christianity. We'll, we'll get into that and stuff, but uh, do you, I don't know. I don't, do you want to say anything? Does, do either of you want to say anything about that or? Well, all I have to say is I think we argued for 10 or 15 minutes. Neither of us knew really. I had just learned who he was like shortly before that, like a couple of weeks before. And I had people messaging me, telling me like little things to chip at him. And then like we went our separate ways. We never interacted after that. And it's like I've received more hate mail for how I treated Roosh than anything I've ever done on the Internet. But it's but I have no beef with you, Roosh. From what I understand, you've come around quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, before you came on that show, I was already being attacked. So I was in a mood, I guess. And even outside of that particular stream, I was out of control in in general. I mean, if you 
you know, came at me, if you wounded my pride or ego, I would lash out even if you were correct. Now, I don't remember specifically what we talked about, but if you were right about something, then you were right. I could admit it. And if you were wrong, I could say you were wrong without yelling and screaming and acting like a woman. You know, I thought one thing I was... One thing I was confused about uh, when I was trying to understand what a masculine man is, is that a masculine man is in control of his passions. You know, a masculine man doesn't, you know, oogle after every girl with his tongue out of his mouth like a dog. So I was confused. And I thought, you know, a masculine man wouldn't dare allow a woman to say mean words over him at him in public. So he must yell at her and call her names and mock her. And uh, that's who I was. So <clears throat> I, I was brought in mostly to instigate and to kind of get you riled up. And I think, I think we both kind of just went at it. I thought it was fun. I didn't, I don't think you said anything to me that particularly offended me or anything rude. I, I kind of back then just assumed you were kind of playing a little bit of a like a part similar to how Dick Masterson did on the Dr. Phil show. So that's, that's kind of who I thought you were at the time. But um, honestly, we all, we all have times in our life where we say and do stupid shit. <laughs> so I am, I am glad to hear that you came around though, because I, I had no um, animosity toward you. Um, I think both of our fans tend to be relatively rabid and uh, we were probably both attacked quite a bit by uh, by the fans of um it was like wd wwe wrestling but um anyway that i don't know lp what are you were you hoping for something more exciting no no i no i, I just wanted to I, I just wanted to make sure that there's the air is clear here or whatever yeah. or people might want to know but we can put a pin in that and move on okay yeah i was uh, gonna say i'd like to i'd like to actually hear a little bit about his journey yeah like, yeah i want to get to that Real quick first, quick word from our sponsors. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BitLevix. If you've watched the show recently, you've probably heard me talk about them. It's a crypto options trading platform. Oh, I see my, well, there's, so that's funny. I bought this uh, option just before the show so I could show you guys. And when I checked it, Five minutes ago, I was in the green profit zone, but I put a put on crypto because you can see around here, it was kind of trending down or on Bitcoin, I should say. And then we've had a big green spike. So now it's gone up. So I'm in, a, I'm in the red zone. But the main thing I want to show you guys is that they've added a really cool feature here, which is uh, you can set your take profits now. And uh, so then you don't have to watch it. You can just set that. And if it hits 25%, it'll sell automatically. And you can also put a stop loss if you want, where you say if it hits negative 50 or whatever, cut your losses. So that's what I wanted to show you guys. Yeah, it's uh, similar to what a, I think really a, ripping a stop up limit right order now. would be. Look at that. Look at that green candle just going. Anyway, uh, yeah, so there's a link in the description. If you use that link, you can get a bonus on your deposit. Uh, when you sign up, you'll get a call. You got to put in your phone number. You'll get a call from one of their account managers who will help you walk you through the process. If you're not familiar with options trading, they'll help you out. It is risky. So I always like to caution people and say, don't put money in if you're not willing to lose it. This is, you can make money fast doing this. It's not the safest. So proceed with caution. 
Um, but it is a decent option if you have some money to play with because they give you they'll kind of like match your deposits and stuff like that. Like the, it's almost like going to the casino, but if you show up at the casino with a thousand bucks and they're like, we're going to give you an extra thousand bucks to gamble with. So that's one of the things I like. It's about called it. leverage. And keep in mind that uh, with these great rewards come great risk. Yeah. That's pretty much anything. And in, in I'm not even talking about leverage. I'm talking gambling. about like just, they just actually put money in your account that you can buy contracts. Oh, with. yeah. Okay. So that's that's like the main, okay. the main thing they have going for them. But anyway, that's BitLevix. Link in the description. And thanks to them for sponsoring us. Okay. Roosh. Uh, so I think a lot of people are probably familiar with the journey you're on because you've been going this for a while. But why don't you give us the Coles Notes version of what's been going on with you? So after I graduated from college, I got caught up in this pickup artist community where I decided I wanted to sleep with as many women outside of marriage as I possibly can. And uh, as I was starting to do that, I was sharing my exploits, my tactics, if you want to call them, through the Internet, mostly through writing. And in 2007, I released my first uh, pickup book called Bang, and I did not anticipate how well it would go on to do because as they say sex sells so with that success i felt validated that i picked the right thing and i decided well why don't i just keep on going with this i started to travel around the world write specific sex guides for many of the countries that i had been to uh, the problem was I was starting to hit a peak of the pleasure or benefit i could get from doing this uh the first couple of years, it was such a dopamine high to go up to a woman I didn't know and get her into bed. But the last couple of, of years I was doing it, I basically had to uh, drug myself with alcohol to get into my to get into a stupor so I could do this thing that I so valued when I was a younger man. So I could see it that I couldn't top it. But I didn't know what the alternative was. I didn't know how else to live. Like I mentioned earlier, to be a masculine man, you had to be a slave to your passions. You had to be a beast, go into the bars and the clubs, act like an animal and take these girls home who would never love you. And so I, I didn't know what the alternative was. I dabbled a little bit in stoicism, Buddhism, Zen, but they didn't really have the answers. And then um, in 2015, my sister was diagnosed with cancer and I came back to the United States. I was living in Europe at the time. I would come and go help her with the treatment that she had. And she fought for three years and, the, and she died in 2018. I think this was uh, around the time I did the interview with uh, Anika. And after she died, I tried to I was in massive grief, and but I didn't know how to feel feel whole. So what I did was go back to the only thing I knew, which would kind of give me a little bit of joy, and that was picking up girls in bars and clubs. And but this time when I did it, I felt absolutely disgusted. I felt disgusted with myself. I felt disgusted with who I was. I knew this wasn't the answer. I started to drink heavily. 
And then in early 2019, I just felt the urge to pray, and I had never prayed before. I was baptized as a child in the Armenian church, but I wasn't catechized. I didn't have the faith. I didn't understand God. I didn't understand the incarnation, the resurrection of Christ, hardly anything. I was a barbarian. And uh, once I started to pray, I, I felt God's God's grace, and the changes started happening happening almost immediately after that. I stopped masturbation, fornication, looking at pornography. I started to tackle the anger that I had, but it was more like wrath. If I didn't get my way, I was just a child that threw a temper tantrum, as many people could see on the internet. So I'm still on that journey. I was recently received uh, last month, actually, into the Orthodox Church, and I'm continuing on that path and trying to shed the old me who was a monster. I mean, I was out of control. I, I, and, and unfortunately, I led a lot of men down that path, men who wanted to do the things that I did. So I feel like a little bit of my work now is to uh, maybe not repair the damage. I don't think I could do that, but to just point out that, hey, I was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. And if you're considering that path that I was doing, well, you need to understand what it's going to do to you. Uh, what does it mean to be received into the Orthodox Church? Because I was under the impression you were already a, a member of the church when I was reading So your book. I was in the Armenian Orthodox oh, okay. Church. So, so even though the Armenian church is called Orthodox, they don't accept all the ecumenical councils that you need to be in communion with the Orthodox church. So for me to be received into the Russian Orthodox church abroad, I was baptized. So they didn't see my original Armenian baptism as valid. It was an invalid baptism. So I was baptized. But if you are, but if you're going to maybe the Greek Orthodox Church, you may not get baptized. You may be chrismated instead. It sounds like you—I don't know if trauma is the right word—but it sounds like you were just dealing with pain and the dopamine from being able to get women, and then you know the the release, um, the physical release is probably what you were seeking. And then uh, I'm terribly sorry about your sister. That I mean, it's it's that's I I lost a a sister um, uh, to a brain aneurysm, um, and it it was a very um, I, I understand what it's like to lose someone that soon, um, and it's I'm glad that from that pain it it made you seek something better. Um, it's unfortunate that you know that had to happen, but I think. Um, you know, kind of the way the way that you're choosing to deal with that kind of pain and that loss, I think, will benefit you long term. Um, have you received a lot of backlash from this, like people thinking that maybe you were faking it or, you know, some something along those lines? Or have you found that you have a lot like do you feel like you came into a loving family with open arms or do you feel like no. you kind of got kicked out? Okay. No, because most of my audience, they followed me because. I could enable their lust. I can enable them to travel and pick up girls. So once I came to came to Christ, they got very angry. They were very angry because you yeah. Rouge, provided us with the resources, the community, the forum, on and on, 
to and help us get what we want. Right. And now you're turning, you're stabbing us in the back. You're a traitor. You're wrong. Uh, many said that I, ha I had gone mentally ill. I was crazy. Um, someone said I have a brain tumor. <laughs> so, I mean, this is how it was. But in spite of that, there was a contingent of family men who followed me and was curious about game and so on. So from that contingent, I was able essentially to build an audience that is new, an audience that I guarantee you is not happy with the background of your current podcast. So just, just to let you know, I have to warn people. That's kind of how it is. That's how much. What, what do you mean the background? With, like the uh, kind of people that we've had on so far? No, no, no like no. the girls with, in, in bikinis with the girls, or whatever. The girls with the legs yeah. in the background. So I advise oh, people oh, you know, yeah, the image. To, to hide the video. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually can't even see that on my end. So, which is kind it's, of funny. You have to look uh, at YouTube. Okay, well, I ignore Many, whatever, YouTube. Whatever. So, yeah. But anyway, no, I mean, so that, I mean, that actually even further kind of supports the fact that you're genuine. Um, I, I didn't know. I know he had told me you changed your ways. And I was thinking like, of course he did. Cause he's probably needs a baby mama now. But I think that was just the very first thing I thought of. But um, for me, it was also, um, you know, about just like, if you genuinely have changed, then I think that there, there should be a space for that. And I, I'm, I'm sorry that you weren't able to convert a bunch of people so far, but you know, I mean, I, I'm assuming that your journey is going to be a lot more fruitful in the long run. You know, it's I still get, you know, it's it's a couple of years in and I've unpublished my old books. I've taken away a lot of these game articles that I had that I had. And they say I'm grifting. I'm grifting. Well, if you want to grift, I don't advise you to pick a Christian uh, branch that ha is less than two percent of the American population that is the most devout, least susceptible to grifting. I, I, I advise you to go to a strip mall, declare yourself a non-denominational pastor, and then you can grift that way. Uh, but yeah, I, I get that a lot. I get that. I'm faking yeah, it. Real quick. On on you, so, so they're more, I would say they're closer to maybe not Amish in the sense that um, they're, they live out in the middle of nowhere, but Amish in the sense that they're more quiet about it. They're not evangelical, correct? Mm -hmm. So you okay, have, so yeah, you didn't, no. yeah, you didn't choose a good grift. <laughs> no, no. So I mean, this is uh, you cannot really do anything without the blessing of the hierarchy. Like the work I'm doing now, I have, uh, you know, it's it's being say read and followed by people in the church I I trust. And if I step out of line, they're going to contact me and say, hey, this is probably this could spiritually damage people. I can't do what I want. I can't just say anything that I want um, without being held accountable. So if you want to do whatever you want, don't join the the Orthodox Church, because uh, it's not that, oh, I'm in this church now and I can continue what I was doing in the past or uh, I mean, you, you really, there's an ex, expect, expectation that you're not going to lead other people astray. And uh, that's the last thing I want to do after I've been doing that uh, before for years and years. Uh, I have a, like a lot of questions I wanted to, to ask you. One I'm curious about is in, in the book, you talk about this magic mushroom trip that you did, which sort of seemed like it was a catalyst for sending you on the path. How important was that? And and what do you have to say about that in general, I guess? 
so what, what, what happened was I started to pray. I made the choice for, for God. And then two or three weeks or two to four weeks after that, my friend offered me to try this. And what I found out is that uh, in general, this, the mushroom will amplify the path that you are, that you are on. So I had already decided on the spiritual path, but in spite of that, so I had something that I could call a vision of sorts, but it wasn't very specific. Uh, And it wasn't something that's important to me now. In fact, I regret that I did that because using drugs to have a spiritual experience is a shortcut that could really harm you. I mean, one example, I don't know if you know of the YouTuber Connor Murphy. He's a bodybuilder. Yeah, he was. I'm very familiar. He went nuts. He he went down that path of using some kind of psychedelic. I think it was ayahuasca. And he has lost it. I mean, and I, I don't say that to insult him, but if you look at his YouTube channel, who he was and who he is now, I mean, it's something else. And I feel bad. But I think for every one case of someone using a psychedelic and having, I guess you can call a positive outcome, there's like 99 people who don't that you don't hear about because they're in the fetal position right. in, their, in their bed. So I am never going to try that s- s- stuff again. I lucked out. I lucked out that it didn't damage me, but I don't advise anyone to do that there. Yes, it'll affect your perceptions in a way that could be cool. You can see things, but it doesn't. I mean, I don't see how it's needed for a Christian who wants to be serious about their faith. Right. Cool. Another question I wanted to ask you is in the book, you talk a lot about people warning you that you're at risk. How have you been doing since the book? Like, I, I, was, I was really invested here. I have my copy right here. Uh, it's a really good book, by the way. I recommend it to people. I was reading this when my wife was nine months pregnant, about to have her baby. And I would read this and I would hear about all the troubles people had find, finding a wife. And it just made me so grateful. And then I would pray to God and and pray for like the birth to go well and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like it helped me increase my faith when I read it. But I wanted to ask if you, how's it going in terms of, is it getting easier or are you still like, is it still hard? Do you still have like the lust issue? I guess, I guess that's it. Yeah, it's, it's getting easier in the way that say the major sins I was doing. I mean, time is passing. I am healing, but it's getting harder because in some ways, because the closer your the deeper your faith goes, the more you realize how impure you really are and how much help that you need. So when I was on that trip and the monks were saying, you're in danger, recently converted or recently have come have come come back. The demons don't want to let you go. They don't want to let you go. They want your soul at all costs. They will do. They will try every trick. I mean, they have more tricks up their sleeve than you can. They that you can imagine. I mean, they will. If they can't get you, they start to appear in your dreams. They get people close to you, anger them, so they come at you. I mean, there's so many ways that they can do it. So I think I'm more understanding of the traps and how this isn't like a one-time, okay, I found God and everything is good. I don't have to chase after girls anymore. It's an ongoing journey. You know, every month you have to stay with it. You pray every day, you read the Bible every day, you go to church. 
Saturday nights, Sunday. I mean, you have to stick with it. It's it's not a pill. It's not. I know in the American culture, we're really addicted to these. Uh, you know, get rich quick, lose weight fast. I'm gonna I'm gonna get this injection in my arm, and I'm never gonna get the coronavirus. We're really addicted. We don't like to do this sustained work and labor for a positive outcome, for a positive spiritual outcome, anyway. Uh, but so me, I, I I think it's a entire change in my being, who I am. It's not just a one fix. Oh, I found God. Now I can look for a, a wife. You know, now I can do this. No, it isn't that. It's you get closer to God, and if He deems you fit to be a husband, then He will give you a wife. You seem very pious. Like it's almost daunting. I I myself am a recent convert like we actually have similar stories like i was a fuck boy and and corrupted by porn and all that stuff from a young age and i did lots of drugs too i had like a drug problem and like just a sloth problem just smoking weed and playing video games but i, I got it all together a while ago um and then i've i recently after meeting my wife who's a christian and meeting her family who are christians like i joined uh, converted christianity started going to church and but I guess I'm not like as devoted, as pious as you are. And there, there's certain things that I struggle with as a like a YouTuber, as an entertainer. I saw you talk to Milo uh, recently. I was watching that today and you guys kind of got into this. Like, And this is something I struggle with, which is like I, I don't want to preach at people and I don't I don't want to just hammer the God thing to people nonstop, even though I think that's like the best advice you can give somebody because it just kind of gets boring and repetitive. Is this an issue for you at all? Cause I, I don't, I don't, I kind of almost feel like I know what you're going to say, but it's like I, when I look at your Twitter feed now, you're writing articles and you're tweeting them and it's, it's not getting a lot of action compared to when you would, post a picture of a, of a female cop in tight pants or whatever, you know what I mean? So it, is it hard for you to resist the urge to make more of a splash at all? And, and, and do you, do you ever worry just about like being boring to put it bluntly? So I don't really have much of a choice to be as pious as I'm trying in the sense, because I fell so hard. I fell really hard and I need, and when you're really ill, you need a medicine that is more intense. So if you just fell a little bit, maybe the spiritual treatment you need is not going to be as, say, heavy. But I fell extremely hard. I fell where thousands, millions of people saw it, saw how bad it was. So I need an intensive care now. So I need an intensive care that. So for me, it's and another thing is I know what the world has. I know I've chased everything, everything that the world offers, money, sex, travel, fame, you know, on and on. I've, I've, I've tried everything. I've tried to accomplish a certain level of each category, and it was so empty. I know the world has nothing. It has nothing. So that's why it has been very easy for me to dive into the faith a little bit easier than other people who, who either still have attachments to the world or who don't understand that this, these worldly endeavors are a dead end, that you can pursue it for years. It's not going to give you a dang thing. Um, 
But as for, yeah, uh, uh, you've noticed correctly that I can send a Telegram uh, post, Gab post. They don't get nearly as many retweets as my uh, um, obsession over butts is a gateway to homosexuality <laughs> kind of tweets. You know, those were shared, those were seen millions of times. Now I get something. I'm lucky if it's uh, seen 10,000 10, times. But then to that, I have to say is, you know, for what does it uh, profit a man if he gets a 5 million likes on his tweets but loses his soul? So all those tweets were coming from where? A place of anger. I have to attack other people. I have to assert my superiority over people. Well, this is opposed to Christian humility. I'm not called to do that. I'm, you know, Christ yeah. commanded me not to do that. So I, I struggle against it because I know there's that um, controversial part of me inside. I know how to craft statements that anger people. I, I, I was skilled at it. I was skilled at angering people to draw attention to me to profit. I was skilled at it. But now I don't want to do that anymore. And if you see me start sending out tweets like that, then I hope people, they contact me. I'll saying, email you. Are you I'll going email down you the wrong road? Yes, please. <laughs> we'll bring you back on and roast you and Good. give you shit for it. I, I'm torn because I, I like the, the old Roosh and the new Roosh. <laughs> I don't. See, okay, so it's funny. Both of you are religious. I, I discovered Taoism at 14, but I'm not like very religious, but I never went through that. Like I never, I, I never had like, um, you know, a sexual revolution, or I never, I never did drugs. I, it's very difficult for me to just drink two beers because I feel like I'm getting tipsy at a half. So I think maybe that's why I never felt this big need for religion. I don't know, like at least as an adult. I mean, I know people that convert at a really young age usually probably have a better, have a better path, but Everyone needs the church. Everyone needs the church to be saved. But if your moral baseline is is um, healthier, healthier than mine at least, then you're not going to have this immediate overt need for, say, like the uh, intensive spiritual care. But at the end, for your soul, your soul is going to need something. Your soul is going yeah. to need uh, some kind of connection to God. And uh, But um, in terms of— a daily need, it's going to be different. Do you regret who you were in the past? Or do you feel like had you not been that person, you wouldn't be who you are today? Do you think you needed to fall that hard? Or it, I know you probably regret some of your behaviors because like you said earlier, you feel like you led other men astray. You probably feel like you um, co-victimized women in your pursuits. Um, but do you feel like that was all part of the learning path and that you wouldn't be where you are today without that? Or do you, do you think that you could have arrived to the peace that you have now had you not done that? I think about this a lot. Why me? Why did I have to go through that? Why did I have to fall as hard as I did? And I think, you know, I love my mom and dad, but in essence, they raised a barbarian a barbarian, a man who didn't have any grounding in the faith, who didn't have a clear line of what is right and wrong, even though they are good people, they didn't teach their son what he needed to know to navigate a world full of temptations. Uh, I just didn't have it. So a lot of the things I did, I was doing the worst things, but I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was normal. And I think a lot of people uh, who preach for really evil things like transgender kids in there, they really think they're doing the right thing. I'm giving this boy a choice to be a girl, to express his identity. 
a lot of them don't know what they're doing. So I think the fact that I did it in ignorance when I've learned the truth, how wrong it was, it wasn't that hard for me to turn away. It's like, ah, so I was tricked. I was tricked. I was tricked by Satan to do these things. It didn't give what um, I thought it would give me. In fact, it was giving the opposite. Um, but yeah, how can I know what the answer of, you know, why did I have to, why did it take me 39 years until I could wake up? You know, I wish I found out, you know, I'm in my church right now, there's a lot of young men there who are 19, 20, 21, and they have the, they have the truth. They don't, you know, chase after girls and things like that the way I did. And I was, man, I wish I was 20 and I found out, but you know, that's, that's what God's path for me was based on my upbringing and based on who I was and I accepted. And I just tried to continue from here and do the best that I can do. Um, I had a similar upbringing in that I was raised secular and maybe could have used more of a leash um, and, and also like more of a, a tender touch at times too than my dad gave me, but we don't have to go into that. But uh, I... I'm very uh, like I like my whole life. I've wanted to have my own family and, and raise and try to like do it right for my kids as best I can. I know you want the same you you in in your book. There's some women that you meet and stuff like that. How how's that going? Roosh? How's the wife hunt? Any updates? <laughs> There is no hunt. We, we brought you on the show <laughs> to, no to advertise you, ladies. He's single. <laughs> there is no hunt to speak of. Um, I think I still have some wounds that I need to heal before I jump in, you know, before I jump in. So I'm kind of, you know, I have my eyes still. I can see whether a woman before me is attractive or she's full of grace or not, but I'm not actively trying. I, I, I think I need a little bit more time. I, I need a little bit more time until I can really consider a woman to marry. So I think uh, you don't, I mean, you can just, you know, pursue the flesh for as long as I did. And overnight you flick a switch and okay, now I'm fine. I can, you know, I mean, of course God can heal you in such a way, but you still have, you're still carrying a lot of wounds and scars and, it just takes a little bit of time. And hopefully, you know, if it's God's will, I'll find a woman before it's too late because I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> um, maybe you could find a woman who's never seen the Internet <laughs> and has no idea. Um. But, but, you know, I think for a woman, you know, I, of course, to swallow the past of a guy like me is very is very hard but at the minimum she'll know there's no secrets <laughs> this guy i mean yeah. he lived his life in public yeah. i know he's not hiding anything and i that is a concern if you're a man or a woman and you meet someone you are concerned that hey can they hide something is there things i should know at least with me you you know what you're getting into so aren't you banned from like a country or something or is that I think I heard that like you're not allowed to go to some country like the UK or something. Is that true or? Yeah. So I was officially banned from the UK. The like the Queen's office ma mailed my dad a letter <laughs> in the United States. I'm pretty sure I was banned from Australia and Canada for a time too. This was from the yeah, 2016 I, okay, meetups. Canada, I tried to yeah, do. Canada. I think was the other country. I was told you were you were barred from entering. Yeah, I think that was one of the first times I heard of you is when that woman dumped a beer on you because I'm Canadians and I was living in Montreal at the time. And I think that happened in Montreal, if I recall correctly. Why did she dump a beer on you? 
Because I'm a bad person, you know, because I was a, a pro rape activist. So, <laughs> oh, I forgot. Oh, uh, so what, but somebody, so somebody in the chat. Uh, sorry, I just uh, on the wife thing because somebody mentioned, and this was the same thing I was thinking is, um, you must have women who are interested. I would imagine no, because I I've found the, like women are attracted to fame, and I would imagine even even going down the path you have that there'd be a lot of women who think, oh, he, now he's ready to settle down. So maybe you get a different kind of woman, you know, messaging you. Is that the case or? Secular women are attracted to fame. Christian okay. women are not. But but Christian yeah. women would be attracted to a, a Christian guy who looks maybe like he's he's ready for a serious commitment. Oh, are, but- it doesn't. There's still. I mean, I can still see how that's very difficult for women who they never they don't have a past like that. That would. It'd be one thing if you had just kind of messed around a bit in college, but you were very public about yes. a lot of women. You were. I mean, you know, I I could see how that could be an issue. One question, Roosh, would you ever be interested in being a, with a woman who maybe had a very public, naughty past mm. like yourself and also came to know Christ in a sim- kind of a similar character arc as yourself? You know, I would consider any woman that God thinks is suitable for me. Now, in terms of one thing I do look for is a repentance that is genuine. Um, not that, okay, I'm, I mean, we have to separate genuine repentance from an alternate sexuals dating strategy. So I think we encounter some women who don't find find God, but maybe they're 32 and all of a sudden they're more they nice the and pleasing, feminine. They hit the wall and found Jesus. Nice, which is fine, but that's that old girl is still there. I mean, we need repentance to transform the person into someone who can serve God and family. So I would just look for that. Now, of course, there's a line, um, you know, no, I don't think a man, say a woman's been with a hundred thousand guys, that's probably going to be a, a line, you know, but 99,000 is fine. Um, but the, but the point is, you know, what can you handle? What do you think that I can bond with this person, man or woman, and we can create a family that lasts in spite of our past, and I think for every man, it's different. Some men, they can uh, marry a woman who has a child from another relationships. Some men can't, you know, some men can uh, uh, go abroad and marry a woman in Thailand. Others can't. So it really depends on you, what you can handle and where your faith is. Yeah. And kind of what I, I guess there's somebody for everybody. So yeah. What about the woman every, with the tattoo from the book? Did you ever? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> so I have one tattoo. I have one okay. tattoo. I got it. I got it the week my sister passed. It, it's oxytocin, the love molecule. Okay. And it's funny. Do you see it? It's like no, I, I got it. Oh, it's like one of those yeah, white ones, it's, right? Oh, it's yeah. white, yeah, yellow, and pink. And nobody. Well, I was out at the beach today, so I got sun, so you can see it now. But do you see oh, that? Yeah, it's that's oxytocin. a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, so it's oxytocin. Nobody can ever see it. It's on the inside of my arm. But um, that's but it's deal funny because it's the Roosh. only tattoo. <laughs> it's a deal. Well, that's good because I'm still married, Rouge. So. <laughs> great. That's great. I'm, I'm glad. But, you know, every man is different. Every man, some man, you can have a tattoo on your face and he's not going to mind. But uh, but me, I think. You don't like me- open-toed shoes either. I, w- I wear uh, flip-flops and sandals all the time. That was the only flip-flops. video I ever saw. I ever saw of yours. Somebody sent me a video and it was like 10 horrible things about American women. 
And one of them was about how they wear open-toed shoes. And I'm like, well, if your feet are clean and like, you know, trimmed, like your toenails are trimmed, then it shouldn't be that. But I think you were just kind of doing your, um, your I don't like American women thing. Sure. You were like on that. I could tell you seem like that's you were really playing old, it up. That's really old content. Yeah. I've. But, okay, uh, I'm just saying somebody sent me the video to show me who it. you were. It, okay, I mean, tell me the most tattoo of thing. The women I were, I was chasing after abroad had them. So it kind of reminds me too much of what I was doing. And I, I kind of don't it, want it to be, be reminded. Yeah. So, but, yeah. but look, if, I mean, if a woman has a tattoo, doesn't mean there's not going to be men who will want to marry her. But I think every man has his tastes and so on. Hopefully my tastes aren't too extreme in a world that's getting more extreme, but that's kind of how it, but I'll tell you Steel what, I mean, boots and no at, tattoos. at my age, I think your grocery list of what you want has to get smaller as you get older. Yeah, I think, I think you're, you're maybe being a little too picky. I just want to see you get married and, and settle down. I want, to, I, I want I that like for you. I would like to see you get married and Thank be you. posting, have a daddy blog. Dad I think posting. that would be nice. Yeah, I, I mean, I know it sounds weird, and I think this is part of the Taoism, because um, I found it at such a young age, I would much prefer even my worst enemy, and you and I weren't enemies, but even my worst enemy, I would much prefer them become a better person. Like my high school bully. I hope that she went on to be a good person. I don't want her to have gone to prison. I want her to have like come around and become a mom and, you know, had like benefit the world in some way to make up for her past so i think like that's kind of where you are now right is you feel like you kind of your transgressions you're like you're you're sowing better seeds this season yeah i'm I, you know i guess for me repentance was very strong heavy god's grace for me was extremely heavy i don't want to do anything that even begins to remind me of who i was so like, for example, you could yell at me right now and call me all kinds of names. The old me would fight back. Yeah, the old me. Would fight. Now, internally, I would fight against not fighting back because I still have that old me. I'm still um, the same guy, let's say, in some ways. But I would want to fight because if everything I was doing in the past was wrong totally, then maybe the opposite of that, you know, if God can guide me, that's what I'm going to do. So. This uh, sort of ties into something else I wanted to ask you about, which is another kind of thing I struggle with. And you and Milo were sort of touching on this in your conversation. There's an idea of like the Christ cuck, which is turning the other cheek to a fault and and the and that the idea that that make like turns you into a doormat and when is it right to fight back either with your words or your fists or whatever? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think Christ cuck is obviously a meme created by the Jews. I mean, there's uh, there's no denying that they're on 4chan. Oh, Christ was weak. Christ was weak. Um, but, you know, to be humble is, I think, a form of strength in the sense that you are controlling yourself. Having self-control is not weak. Choosing your battles is not weak either. So it really depends. It depends on the case. If you gave me a situation or an example, maybe I can add to it. But um, yeah, it, it definitely does mean don't fight with everyone because they looked at you the wrong way. Don't yell and scream. How is yelling and screaming 
uh, something that uh, we want to aim for. But I think it really depends. And um, well, here's, your, here's at least a, I can say this. A can I say one thing? Sure, sure. Is at least in your interpersonal relationships with your family and friends, there is huge value in turning the other the other cheek for harmony there. But if a sodomite is trying to take your kids away or brainwash you in school, then a different course of action uh, is needed because the it's not a Christian way to submit your child to sin in that way. So it really, I, I would say it depends on the case. There is no clear cut that we can rule, we can apply for everything, right? That actually reminds me of one of the stories I saw this week. So I'll I'll share this with you guys now. I don't know if you saw this. Well, this was posted on June 8th, but this is a story of a Pakistani immigrant who their 16-year-old son was having issues and and suicidal. I'm just going to kind of skim through here. So he he brought the son into a clinic and they emailed him back later and said, you can come pick up your daughter. And when he went to get there, he, he, it says in here that he like consulted with, I think a lawyer who gave him advice, which is go along with it until you get physical custody of your son back. And that's, so that's what he did. He was like, he's like, yeah, we're, we're going to affirm all of this and, and everything. And then he like took his kid and like left the state because they wanted to do full like transition needles and, everything. and yeah. So see, wait, is- it was by wait 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 it was a biological male and when he when they called they used the pronoun daughter or they said daughter because they're telling. They they decided the, the kid was transgender after talking to him for like a day or two. Uh, it's, it says here in the article that in the state of Washington, which is where I am, minors can receive gender affirming care without parental permission at age 13. So this is a 16 year old boy. And I think that the kid basically snapped out of it is the end of the story. Um, it's a, it's a long article as you can see. So I'll like, I'll put the link to this if people want to yeah. read the full article, but um, this is the kind of stuff that we're dealing with now, and it's it's hard but, to navigate. The the thing is, uh, uh, like, I understand, like, the Blair Whites of the world. I understand there are transgender people that exist. The fact that at no point was this child transgender until after a, a probably a gender therapist saw them. I'd also like to know, I mean, deeper, I, I'll probably have to research it, where this kid went and how many of these kids get admitted and then become transgender. I don't think this is a Christian father. I don't think this is even a nominally Christian. Ahmed. It's a, you know, it's a Muslim Pakistan. But yeah. I can tell you most of the Christian fathers I know now are homeschooling. Most. If not now, yeah. it's getting to the point. Where Muslims, my Muslims, wife planned a homeschool. Muslims don't like yeah. this either. <laughs> Rouge. 
uh, like an immigrant Muslim, they're not going to be cool with their son being a girl. Well, not everyone can homeschool. It takes a lot of dedication, but me and my wife are planning to do that with our son. Yeah. Yeah. But there are many options a Christian can do when this kind of evil comes close to them. But to think that, you know, Christians just handcuff themselves to a pole and don't fight back or completely passive, that is a a heresy. And that's something, again, spread by the people that we can't name. Um, You know, people, Christians that are devout, that are serious with participating in their community and church are some of the strongest people I've seen. Uh, So, I mean, as long as you stay close to a community, know how the world is trying to get you and your kids, whether it's through the schools, but the entertainment, some of the the choices that I see parents making for their kids. I mean, it's not uncommon for now uh, secular parents to take their children to these gay pride marches or the drag queen story hours yeah yeah. drag queen story time and things like that so i think a lot of this is really the secular parents going along or the lukewarm or lapsed christians in name only going along with it but this is why i picked the most traditional church the orthodox church is really the most traditional church i you know it's the in my opinion the only church that has kept the teachings of christ in in, intact um So that's why I went there, because I don't want any of this wishy-washy. I'm a Christian on Sunday, but Monday through Saturday, I'm just going to take my kids to drag queen story time. The worst part about this story, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, is that this kid got admitted for suicide, like for for suicidal ideation or whatever they call it. Um, So clearly they had a problem, Um, even if it was just an attention-seeking behavior, the 16-year-old should have been treated for that. If if they were trans, if they decided to be a boy or a girl, that should be secondary. But the fact that it doesn't appear that they even address the suicide, like the suicidal uh, either attempts or thoughts, um, but they're just like, oh, he's, he's a girl now, and like now he's not suicidal. Um, I mean, mental illness can cluster there's i think they say like there's a lot like depression and adhd have a lot of comorbidities so there's a lot of other mental illness that kind of holds hands with those ones so it's quite often you have multiple diagnoses when you get one um so they should have addressed the problem the kid had even if it was acute well they they did confirm at the end of the article here that the boy after moving out of state, they got a new therapist. He's doing better. He's autistic, and and he's do- no longer thinks he's transsexual. So uh, apparently, he like liked his sister's My Little Pony. So th- this is the thing: like you you go to you take your kid to a therapist, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I like My Little Pony," and they're like, "Oh, well, do you ever want to be a girl? Like, do you think maybe your life would be better if you were a girl? Oh yeah, that that sounds okay. All right, well, you, let's make you a girl then. You know, like it's so, it, like they're so kind of I don't know what the word is whimsical, like flippant. Like this is such like an easy decision for some of these ideologues to make that you have to be really careful. Yeah, I've I've heard plenty of stories of where parents um, have. And I, I, I don't know if Roosh and I agree with you that like they're that they're that it could be the correct move in certain situations. Um, you know, no, I mean like I, young children, no. But okay, regardless of whether the kid is trans or not, there should be no surgery and no hormone therapy up until they're eighteen. I'm sorry. If what I mean is that like I'm not going to tell somebody whether they're a boy or 
girl if they're not my child, that we shouldn't chemically should. alter the child. You're okay, a well, boy, you can, boy. Your mommy you is can, brainwashing you. You can do that, but okay. But there's also, see, this is why we have to take it. Um, each, each case has to be treated individually because we can't just make one blanket statement because there's so many different variables that go on. And yes, I've read countless stories where a par parents were going through a divorce and all of a sudden the son is a girl. And now that the mom has custody, the, the, and it might be because the way the mother is speaking about the father, um, the mother tries to prevent the father from having any custody of the child because he won't go along with gender reassignment surgery at age six. It's just, I've heard enough of those stories to, it's a huge issue. I'm just saying, I'm not going to tell somebody else's kid. If the kid's like, I'm a girl, it's like, yeah, fine, whatever, wear a dress. Uh, play I mean, with your bronies. I don't care. You're context, a girl, fine. God made that, us. That's what I mean is there's context. Female. I mean, I, I don't, yeah. I, if someone is going to lie to But what to about right, intersex, Rouge? It's like a third of the population. Yeah. No, it's like <laughs> point zero. I'm, I'm being facetious. But yeah. I know. I know. I'm being facetious because that's, depends. they always say, but what about intersex? But why would you be in an in a room with someone who uh, has raised their kids to accept being the opposite sex too? Like, well, what is going on there? Are you your kids in public school? No, or something? Are um, you in no, time? not right now. No, I mean, like, I'm I'm, I'm not on, talking uh, you specifically. Oh, but I'm okay. Saying in general, you know person, what yeah. what is going on that we're exposed to kids like that? Um, yeah. I mean, if if a kid came up to me, if a boy dressed up as a girl came up to me and said, am I a boy or a girl? You're a boy. You're a boy, but your mommy wants you to be a girl because your mommy is a little confused right now. And that's well, we I'm are talking. feeding our babies. And then I go to jail. <laughs> uh, Americans are, not myself. Um, uh, yeah, I saw but... a story. I saw uh, a study. This I saw this on uh, Orwell and Good tweeted about it. I didn't read it super closely, but they said that babies who are fed soy-based formula have like 24,000 times as much estrogen. And I, I, I really yes, honestly yeah. believe that there's something going on we're yep. me that we're messing up kids' hormones. And I agree. There's birth control to, in public water. I, and well. I mean, it's because it's, we, well, we looked at a story that, the that the breast milk has like these endocrine Plastic disruptors in it. in it like yeah. the like women are so people everyone is so bombarded with all of these chemicals and everything that you, it's almost inescapable grow your own food that's what i'm doing i i showed you look i actually roosh so i just bought a house in november and i've been growing i've been gardening so i'm <laughs> sitting started. next to i'm like I'm sitting next to trays of seeds because the weather isn't quite ready, but I'm, I'm growing as much food as I can possibly grow. And then, yeah. You so. will be better pre prepared for the next wave of yes, shock and exactly. awe. That will yeah, be I, I, yeah, I have an armory as well. <laughs> so are, you, are you in the mountains now, Roosh? Because I think I saw that on your Twitter profile. At the end of your book, you, you, that's all throughout the book, you talk about your kind of fantasy of going and living in a cabin in the woods or a, a, a ranch on a mountain or whatever. And then you, you end up buying this place that was like previously renting. owned by crackhead or sorry, renting. And it, you get in there and there, there was like this smell of urine. I think it was that 
was just like overwhelming. It's kind of funny in a, in a, like I can't catch a break kind of way from a, from a third person perspective, from my perspective, it was kind of funny, but so, and then I think you went back to your parents after that. So where are you, where are you at now? So yeah, I unwillingly rented a former crack house that wasn't properly decontaminated. And the smell was a combination of vinegar, dog urine and body odor. And I try to put plastic over it, wait for the landlord to repair it, but they never did. So I am. Is back. it carpeting? It was on the carpet. Yeah. I, okay. I, Get a Tyvek I, suit, a mask, gloves, go now, in there, cause... rip it. Yeah. Rip it all out. Put it in a fire heap. And now I live with away. my mom in the Washington okay. DC suburbs. I just celebrated my 42nd birthday at my mom's house. And this is what I've always dreamed of when I was a young boy, <laughs> that I'll be 42 and living with my mom. So You know what, though? Um, I think the humility has made you a more attractive human being. And I think that, and I hope, no, really. I mean, we all... We all fuck up. We all make mistakes. Like I said earlier, some of them hit harder than others. But I think the fact that you're able to be honest about it and not put on a show, um, I think you're going to attract the right kind of people in your life that are willing to help you out. Um, and I think, yeah, I think you're a better person for it. It really doesn't matter if you're living with your mom or in a mansion. You're, you know, if if you're a decent person, I think that that's that's probably going to get you a lot further in life. I think you're, I think you're going to find someone and you're going to be married and you're going to have five little kids running around. We will see. We okay. Will little see, daughters but, with um, beards. <laughs> but I can tell you that I don't need to be in the mountains to worship God. I don't need to have the perfect setup and home and the fastest internet or something. I mean, you, you can uh, develop your faith where you are. I'm in a, underdeveloped suburban area that is like the third world. And it's a lot of challenges every day, but this I see is building up my faith at a faster pace than if I was in a beautiful cabin and talking to deer every day or something. All right. So that's an hour, which is roughly around. We don't, we don't uh, drag it out too long here on sex wars. Um, do you have some final thoughts for the people watching Roosh? <sighs> Well, I was just getting warmed up here. Uh, so oh, I, I do. If you want to keep going another 15, 20 minutes, I have a couple more stories more. we could I've look at. Four hour live streams. I yeah, mean, your your conversation like a, with Milo um, was like two and a half hours. It was, it was pretty interesting. Well, yeah. so let me just pull up a couple more of these stories then and maybe uh, see what we have to say. So this is a story I saw and... It's the headline reads that uh, 71% of Instagram users are using Facetune, which is an app that corrects the way you look. Any thoughts on that? I need that. <laughs> but her you proportions know, I think are too exaggerated to the point where it it's it's no longer hot. Like I mean, I understand the bigger eyes, the fuller lips, the small nose, the um, the cute little chin and all that. But they they over exaggerate it to a point where she just looks plastic. Beauty standards have gotten freakish these days. The lip injections, the Brazilian butt lifts. These women look like 
inhuman to me. I'm, I'm, I, you know, the, it's all, all the hair extensions. And then, and then on top of you're getting like all these procedures done. And then you're taking a picture where there's like 18 filters to fix your complexion in this. And it just doesn't, it's uncanny Valley to like, it just freaks me out, you know? LP, the funny thing is, and maybe we'll cover this in a future episode, uh, marketing companies are learning to not Photoshop as much. So a lot of these like makeup companies will go ahead and let you have a zit. Or if you have a minor scar, if you have stretch marks, like there was a Victoria's Secret model who they didn't, she's very thin, she's very good shape, but she happens to have a little bit of stretch marks because she's had a kid. And she looks stunning in a bikini, but you see these tiny little stretch marks and they're per- she looks like a normal woman. And it's funny because um, they're finding that being relatable to the average woman is actually selling products better for women to have like more natural looking bodies rather than having to be flawless. And yet the girls on Instagram are all face tuning. So I think that's kind of a funny, a funny kind of juxtaposition. You know, this is really just that age-old search for pride, that I want to be a somebody, someone important, someone that everyone loves and lusts after. So this is just now a technolo- uh, technologically enhanced way to do that. Uh, what is really dangerous is that if a woman uploads these Photoshopped images and gets a lot of likes from men in Afghanistan or wherever, she's going to now want to um, modify herself to look like that. So she's going to go to the to the dermatologist, a doctor who was trained to do no harm, uh, who's going to inject her at very young ages, 25, 26, with uh, Botox, collagen, lip filler. And once the women start these in, in injections, they can't stop. Because when you stop, yeah. then you look and it just gets kind of flat, like it just hangs out. So I think, you know, we should basically... Um, imprison the doctors for doing this um but anyway this Um, is just they they now do botox in girls as young as 18 i mean this to me like why your face your face is flawless at 18 if you're pretty close it's as good as it's ever gonna look if you've made a god out of yourself you will do anything and think it's correct as long as more men look at you but the party stops the party stops and it's going to stop you know it used to stop for a woman let's say 35 34 now these women are going to destroy their faces by the time they're 28 they're going to look like an elderly person and it's sad and where are the parents the culture and i mean it's just everything is wrong and i have to say this uh, a woman who has faith is not going to do that you go to an orthodox church you see women who are modestly dressed they don't have makeup on. They're not putting their boobs in your face. I mean, this is this is the place I should have been my entire. They don't life have makeup on. I found a lot of them don't because they're told not to. Because when you receive communion, once you venerate the icons, you uh, kiss the chalice upon receiving communion. You don't want to put makeup on it. So. Um, mm they are strongly discouraged from doing so. You know, I was hoping that we'd hit a bottom. We'd hit a bottom and people would start to wake up. And while many people are, I would say, you know, tens of thousands are, we're a huge country. It's 320 million people. And it's going to be hard for all of us, regardless of your faith, to stomach how low things are going to get. Okay, here's another story I wanted to show people. This is a tweet that was doing the rounds. And this woman is a lawyer 
And is she's saying uh, the best thing young people can do early in their careers is sex work on the side because your early career prospects will be unstable, unpredictable, low pay, likely contract work, and very much exploitative. <laughs> so in order to avoid getting exploited, you should go into sex work, whatever that means, OnlyFans or whatever, whatever it is these days. Um, you know, it used to be the, uh, the problem of a young man. He meets a woman and he has to, uh, you know, wonder, has she ever done, say, hardcore pornography? It was very uncommon. But now all these girls have OnlyFans. They've all dabbled with sugar daddies, sex work, quote, quote work, which uh, we can argue about that. But, I mean, it's now how can a young man... Uh, a Zoomer, 22 years old, he wants to marry a 20-year-old. How is he going to find one that isn't severely damaged from falling for the tricks that the you-know-whos have pushed forth, forth onto us? And I just feel bad. I mean, listen, for me, the ship is almost sailed. So I'm not so worried about me. But there's and who didn't uh, fall for the sex lie for decades, who want a wife and children at a young age, they want to start a family, what are they going to to do? And this is really sad because there's no clear answer. Once you corrupt someone severely, once you convince a man that he is he's gay and he goes cruising in the clubs for a couple of years, you've damaged this person. You've damaged this person. Only God can lift them back up. But of course, God is concealed totally. So I'm very concerned. I'm I'm concerned, but there is going to be a remnant, a small percentage of people who have the faith, who don't fall for the traps, and may God bless them. Is it a trap? It's um, uh, yeah. I, I caught your pun, even if un unintended. Um, the problem is it's supply and demand, and as long as there's a huge demand for this, the women are going to supply. It's unfortunate. Um, and as long as women are willing to take off their clothes, men are willing to line up and look. So I, I will it's, it's say kinda... on, the, on the bright side, she got ratioed pretty hard by the looks of the quote tweets there. So, yeah. Well, that's probably because the... of racist. You see, she's indigenous. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why. But I mean, there is I think there is some momentum building with with the cultural pushback on this stuff. At least I like to think, I like to think so. Um, I guess one question we have to ask is why are these specific memes, whether it's casual sex, Instagram, social media, sex work, porno, you know, why is this being pushed in a somewhat concerted effort? It's not random things happening, random atoms and, oh, look, another meme that's damaging people. Why, how is this you know, happening? I think you have to get to the root cause of it. And the root cause is the the root cause is satan trying to con condemn as many souls as he possibly can if you take the spiritual cause out of it then you're going to be lost you're going to be just you know blaming random effects and it's not going to make sense but if you study the church fathers it makes sense this is just a technologically added uh, abilities that these sins have there's also the, um, I think if you can destroy the fabric of people and their culture and make them not like each other and not um, rely on one another, and if you can cause as many problems, rifts 
within the male and female or within races and such, um, it's much easier for a government to stay in control because authoritarians will always look to the government to fix all the problems, even though the government is the one that's that's like causing the problems. They keep saying, hey, daddy government, please fix this problem because I hate my neighbor. Um, because if we all banded together and, and gave them all the finger collectively, we would be able to overthrow the government. But that's not going to happen anymore. Not with drones. <laughs> like, I just look at everything from, I guess, more a little bit more libertarian. Maybe not. I'm not libertarian when it comes to sex, but I mean, like the whole um, like I'm against sex work. Uh, I don't think it's real work, but um, I look at it through kind of a lens of like, I feel like this is the government's way, whether you want to give it a spiritual, the spiritual aspect as well, that can, they can both be true at the same time. But I feel like the government, the more you can kind of dig in with degeneracy, I think the, the easier it is to keep people controlled, keep them on pills, keep them on soy formula. I thought that libertarianism was debunked. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of, okay. So I was a Ron Paul 2008 person. That's why I say I kind of like, I, I don't think it's as, as yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not really a libertarian anymore. I just, it was my roots. <laughs> so it's uh yeah, it's kind of libertarian ish. I would say. I don't know. I, I don't give it much thought, Roosh, to be quite honest. I don't like, I don't have any tenets well, of Well, if you put thought into by. it, a lot of thought, you'll see that that system has a lot of holes. If it has a lot of yes. holes, it's not a valid yes. system that describes us, that describes okay. human behavior and so on. Only God has it, has the ultimate truth, right? God is yeah. the truth. God is a person. God is a person. Oh, but Maybe anyway. I'll come to know Christ. Maybe if maybe you, Rouge will convert Annika to to Christ. <laughs> hey, I'm, I don't have the ability to convert anyone, but I just have the ability to share my own faith and what Christ did to me. But if you are ever looking for introductory books to you know start to see where the source of truth is, I will be more than happy to recommend some. Okay. Do you write about uh, all of this stuff on your blog now? Like you've updated. So I've been starting kinda? to yes review a lot of Christian books I've read so you or anyone else can go to rushvi.com and you can see okay. that my uh from a few years ago my topics have definitely changed yeah it was i thought there was something kings was it like there was something with the word kings return in of it? kings yeah this return was like the kings. red pill site. <laughs> that that's some bullshit and, uh, i'm that, sorry yeah, but you think you want to you want to trash talk libertarianism <laughs> let's let's and, not get know, into the red pill I thought that the red pill, that this masculine yeah. identity would offer yeah. all the truths that would be enough, but it had some gaping holes as well. So, you know, it's like we're all searching for truth and we think that our feeble minds are going to discover it, but we're not. It's really God. God is the truth. It can, it's contained within the Orthodox Church. The church has it. You go to the church, you humble yourself, you get the truth, and you live a life in accordance with how God created you. And that means no more bikini girls on the live stream LP. that means following god's commandments avoiding sin becoming more humble and so on yeah and that's uh yeah. something that he is working through me to stop doing that yeah. stuff that you saw you were a recipient of that anger that i had that pride i had yeah i kind of I, I still have that I, it's not completely gone but it's getting better 
Yeah, I did. Honestly, at the time, I thought you were playing it up because I was playing it up. Like, <laughs> I just, I thought I you were really kind of mad. Kind of shit. I was full of rage. And I didn't, I really didn't think you were mad. I, I thought know, you were just I like trying I wasn't to flicked. nasty, yeah. but maybe I was. I don't know. But. Well, yeah. I, I well, remember somebody saying that somebody else was a three out of 10. <laughs> I well, remember somebody so saying no, that. So no, I'm happy that you kind of found your way, Roosh. Again, like I said earlier, it sucks that it that it was such a rough public path. Yeah, but the, the sun is actually going down. I don't know if you guys can tell. It's Maybe there's like my- a big internet outage, like a big. It's really <laughs> happening, guys. It's happening. <laughs> yeah, the the apocalypse is here. We're going to experience the cyber the pandemic. End of the, Yes, we're gonna experience the end of the world together. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm I'm ready to, to I'm ready chat. to wind it yeah. down. We, yeah, we are back, but I'm ready to to shut it down for good. Anyways. Shut it down. This is unprofessional. Yeah, shut it down. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's been really good talking to you. I yeah, I I really like what you're doing. Like I, like I said, like I, it almost makes me feel like, like I'm, I need to do more for my own spirituality because I, 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 like I agree with you, but I just don't, I'm not as committed. And so that's something. Which church do you go to? So I think technically it's a Protestant church. It is, it's pretty based though. Like I like it a lot. I'll be honest with you. When I first moved here we were going to a church that was kind of like a mini mega church like they like when you went in there is like the lights were all dimmed and there's like the rock band playing and like the camera with the like the video of the rock band behind them and the cameraman's on stage and there's like smoke coming up and i never liked it I, i was like this this feels too much like a party and they're live streaming the service and I would, I would like joke to my wife sometimes like throw a one in the chat if you're feeling the spirit today you know like it never it never felt that spiritual to me so it was actually partly from reading your book from reading your book i said to my i was like what what is the orthodox church like i don't even want to check them out and contemporary christian because i was i was looking for something a little more dour you know, I, I don't know what yeah. word exactly to use, but I wanted I wanted something where where I felt more yawn. where you more yawn reflect- the whole time. I, no, no, not I. I don't. I anyway. We found a new church. It's not orthodox. Like, I but want to. Tr- I'm, I want very, to I'm really happy where I am. I'm really happy where I am. It's very based and well, if, it's like a small ever, community. If you ever get an opportunity, you want to try the liturgy of an Orthodox Church to both of you. I highly recommend two that are pretty good in the United States: the Antiochian Orthodox Church okay. and the Russian Orthodox the Church abroad. Okay. Usually, the acronym is ROCOR. R O C O R. That's the church that I am currently in. It's very traditionally minded. It's very based. I mean, I, I'm. Yeah. That's the center of my life is around the around the church. I mean, it has given me everything I need to navigate this increasingly evil world to deal with my own problems and sins. It's like the uh, hospital for human beings. And so if you ever want to check it out, talk to the priest after, share your thoughts, your life story. And if he has something to say, I'm sure he will say it. 
Here right on. All right. Well, I think we'll we'll wrap it oh, up. Oh, the name of your book, Roosh. Okay, your your Twitter is the, Roosh. The book is American Pilgrim. Picked? I put the links to the Twitter, the website, and also the okay. um, D Live in the chat. Because I think that's kind of your main Roosh, streaming platform now. If you're still on Twitter, I'll unblock you now. He's on Twitter. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I am, but I don't tweet gonna... much anymore because yeah, Twitter I... keeps suspending me for a week at a time, and I get the point. Really? So I just uh, send my blog articles to it, but I don't do any of my spicy tweets anymore. Are you working on a new book currently, or is there anything like I'm that? I'm about planned? to start one. Yeah, I'm about to start, but this is like a year into the future. So hopefully, my existing yeah. book keeps people busy for a time. What is, okay. uh, can we get any kind of spoilers? It's going to be a novel. It's going okay. to be a novel that is, uh, is in spirit with the times that we have to face. So I think people, hopefully, people, if it doesn't, pan out then i'm never doing a novel again so. nice i i will say again like i sincerely recommend this and i was uh like legitimately impressed by how good of a writer you are because i've never read any of your other stuff but you're a, like, a good, like a good writer that's how i got started in this internet game it's yeah. only when youtube came out that now it started i mean i was thrust in front of the camera with the live streams but i do like to write so all right, everybody, uh, we're going to wrap it up there. It's my supper time, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a pin in this. But thanks, everybody, for watching. Thanks to our guest, Rouge V. Uh, God you. bless you, sir. Keep fighting the good fight, doing the good work. And I wish you all the best in, in your journey. Thank you for having me on. This went much better than I thought. <laughs> good. Bye, everyone.